because my assumption or my my supposition and my uh, my declaration to you is that there are no coincidences. And if you choose to look at the coincidences in your life as manifestation, then you can see how what you do causes what happens. Sometimes it's harder than others to see that causation or that causal link. Welcome to the New Wave Entrepreneur, where we dive headfirst into Web 3.0, personal sovereignty, spirituality, and psychology. These conversations are unfiltered access to brilliant minds and actionable advice that will prepare you for the rapidly changing world. So jump in. The water is warm and the tide is rising. Welcome back to another episode of the New Wave Podcast. Daniel DiPiazza checking in with you here. It is Mindset Monday, baby. And you know what that means. I have some inspirational gems to drop for you today. We have a full week of interviews uh, packed for you, including some really exciting ones I'm, I'm really uh, psyched to share with you. And of course, while you're here, make sure that you're tapping in with us in every way you possibly can. Go to newwaveentrepreneur.com. Add yourself to our email list so that we never lose touch. Of course, these platforms can be very sketchy. And the best way to make sure that you're keeping in touch with those that you really want to hear from is to be on their personal platforms, which does not include things like Facebook or Instagram or YouTube. All those are great and we encourage you to subscribe. Please do that. Like us, give us a comment and review. But at the end of the day, the email list is where I will be if everything goes to shit. I mean, you can just look at Instagram and you can see, I don't even get seen. My posts don't even get seen anymore. Why don't they get seen? Because I was shadow banned. Why was I shadow banned? Because I talk about things like COVID. I talk about things like the fucking politics. I talk about things that I guess aren't popular. Uh, but they are popular and they don't want them to be popular. So they shut them down and they limit the reach. Well, guess what? You can't hide the truth by limiting the reach of people who are telling it. You can't reverse the things that are happening by pretending like they're not there. And that is a, that's something that we'll look back on maybe in a decade or so and say, wow, you know, that was either the turning point of people realizing that free speech was really in danger and we had to correct it, or it was a turning point where it all went downhill from there. We'll see in the next 10 years when this podcast is still running on a daily basis, you'll know. So go to newwaveentrepreneur.com, check it out, and sign up for our email list uh, and tap in with us while you're there. Okay, let's jump into today's Mindset Monday because today's concept, I think, is highly, highly relevant for you. And I mean, look, one of the things that I have always known is that the, the mind is the most powerful asset that I have. You know, my mind is the thing that creates all of the other things in my life. And I think oftentimes we don't actually give ourselves credit for how cool our computer, our organic computer is. And so what I would encourage you to do is use these Mindset Mondays as a way to uh, to make sure that you're continuing to evolve. It's not easy to continue to continue working through challenges in your life, but as you continue to work through those challenges, who do you think is going to be doing it or what do you think is going to be doing it? It's going to be your mind. It's going to be this wonderful, beautiful mind of yours. So today I wanted to talk about, well, first I want to tell you a story. And the story really is one of, I wanted to, I will tell you something that I haven't really told anybody before. And I want to get your opinion on it, first of all. And then I wanted to show you where a lesson might apply there. So first, the story. And the general concept for this is coincidences. Do you believe in them? So let me give you the story. Back in 2009, this was, maybe 
early 2010, I think actually, I just moved to Atlanta and uh, I was really loving the city. You know, that was 12 years ago. So that would put me at right at 21. I was really enjoying myself. I loved the city at that time. I was freshly single, freshly out of college. My first time living in an apartment by myself uh, in a place that was not close to home. And I felt awesome. And um, I was just having fun. You know, when I got there for the first six months, I basically, maybe it was about, it was probably about three or four months. I'd saved up enough money to, to just kind of do nothing for about three or four months while I was kind of looking for a job and just collecting myself, like coming into my, my, the new phase of my life. And I have to tell you, like, although I have more money now and I have, I do a lot more traveling and I have a lot more access and resources now than I did, you know, 12 years ago. I could tell you that that time in my life when, before I started working after college, before I started, because my first job was at a Longhorn Steakhouse when I got out of the, when I, when I, when I moved to Atlanta and that period between moving to Atlanta and getting that job at Longhorn, where all I did was wake up and I would read, I would write scripts. I was working on a few different screenplays. I would watch movies and take notes. I was, I was heavy into my filmmaking at that time. And I would just meditate. I would go for walks in the park. I would train at the gym and I didn't really have a job or anything I was doing. And I wasn't really worried about money. I had a little bit saved up. And it was just a peaceful time for me. And I just remember the joy and the gratitude of just saying, wow, I feel content. I feel happy. I feel safe. And um, yeah, it, it just was awesome. And I, I, I was almost going to make a joke now and say it didn't last long because uh, I do feel good now. And the world is different than it was at that time. But I just think that there's a certain amount of joy that comes from very little obligation and all, very little responsibility. And although I, everything that I have now in my life, I choose you still create responsibilities and contracts with yourself and others as you take on more and more in your life. And when I moved to Atlanta in 2010, I had I had no dog. I, I don't think I even had a dog. No, I didn't even have a dog yet. I had got a dog once I got to Atlanta, but I didn't have a dog yet. I had no dog. I had no girlfriend or wife. I had no my. I had a one bedroom apartment. I had no furniture. I only had the clothes I took with me. I had a suitcase worth of clothes, an IKEA bed, and it was just very very low maintenance. And at that time, I can remember wishing for more, but being very happy. And now I still wish for more and I can still be happy, but there's no, I'm not any happier because I have more <laughs> than I did 10 years ago, if that makes sense. I say all that to say that this is the time period that I was in during this, what I call an epic coincidence. So I was driving to a restaurant in Atlanta, Midtown Atlanta, and it's a restaurant called R. Thomas, which is a really uh, well-known like outdoor spot. They have just great like organic foods. If you've been to uh, to California. This is like a, a restaurant that you might find in California. Outdoor seating uh, with nice heat lamps, organic foods, all fresh. They have, um, when you walk in, they have cages of colorful, beautiful parrots. And that uh, reminds me of my grandmother. She used to have two different parrots. And uh, it's just a fun place to be in great food. It's actually one of the first places I took my wife on a date. And when I was driving there, I just don't remember why I did this. When I was driving there, I was talking to my mom on the phone and I told my mom a lie, a little lie. It doesn't even, not even a significant lie. But I said, mom, do you know who I just met today? She said, who? I said, Andre 3000. Now, Andre 3000, if you don't know who that is, is a very, very famous musician. And that just goes to show you how niche music is. But uh, him and his, uh, his like duo partner uh, are part of the group called Outkast. Outcast is one of the most successful music groups of all time, not just rap, but musicians of all time. They went diamond, okay? They had like 10 plus Grammys. Diamond means millions of copies sold on an album when, when albums really counted and there were no streams. So these are major, major artists. I don't know why I felt compelled to tell her this. Looking back on the situation, I think that what I was feeling was an early premonition. I told her this lie and she said, oh, that's cool. I mean, she's not into rap as much as I am and she doesn't really care, but she thought it was cool. And then I got to the restaurant. And as I was eating at the restaurant, 
I look across uh, the room and I see, oh my God, that that's Andre 3000. Now, why I made that up and told my mom that, I don't know. But I do know that as soon as I walked in within three to five minutes, I saw him there at the restaurant and he was just about to leave and something compelled me. I think now in in the state that I'm in now, I definitely wouldn't have done this because I would probably want to give him more privacy, but I didn't feel like I was intruding too much. And as he was leaving, I kind of left my seat and I just said, hey, Andre, you know, this is out in the parking lot. Now we're in the parking lot of the restaurant. Like he left and I just walked out there to, to, to speak to him. I said, hello, Andre. And you know, this is in Atlanta. So this is in his hometown. He wasn't getting mauled. No one was really going up to him. And they kind of expect him at these restaurants, but there certainly wasn't, I didn't know he was going to be there. There was no, it wasn't anything special. He was eating there like a, like a civilian. Okay. And I go outside and I talk to him and it, well, there was no, there was no conversation that it wasn't, it wasn't an important conversation to, to recount. It was just me saying my gratitude to him. And uh, I was specifically telling him about a mixtape that I'd heard of his called Whole Foods, which I listened to in 2009 when I was living in Greece. And that mixtape was just really healed me. It was, it was, it was a wonderful like addition to my, my life at that time. And I just expressed that to him. He said, he thanked me and he said he they didn't get paid anything for that, that mixtape, but he really enjoyed doing it. We just chatted a little bit. And he, I remember he was driving a black old school Porsche. And I asked him for a picture. He said, no, I respected it. And that was it. That was it. But I found it so weird that within three to five minutes of me making basically a lie, a lie, okay, because I said it before it happened, that this person appeared in my life. And it wasn't just like a random person. It was like a specific person. And looking back on the situation, I have to think, could you really call that a coincidence? I mean, obviously you could. I'm sure it fits the definition of coincidence. But was it really a coincidence or was it something that I saw first in my mind's eye and maybe I couldn't put into words how I knew that it was going to happen, but I did know. And then I just felt the need to express that to my mom. And that was confirmed by seeing that play out in the real world and following through with it. It's almost like I saw the vision beforehand and then it delivered to myself within minutes. And I don't think that is a coincidence, maybe by definition in the dictionary, but but in reality, I think that's manifestation. And that's what really, really what I want to talk to you about today. Coincidences. Can you become more sensitive to noticing the coincidences coincidences in your life? And really think about, even break down that word, co-instance. That means two instances happening simultaneously. Uh, they may or may not be in a coincidence causing one another in terms of you know, causation, what actually caused it. But coincidences are weird things that show up that seem to be linked and we're not sure how. And I want you to think about where you have things in your life that happen seemingly coincidentally uh, and see if you can dig down a bit more into your thought process around that time. And although you are retroactively doing this and there is a bit of story making in this, can you find a connection between what you were doing, thinking, or who you were with at that time and that strange coincidence and why that might have happened? Because my assumption or my, my, supposition and my my declaration to you is that there are no coincidences. And if you choose to look at the coincidences in your life as manifestation, then you can see how what you do causes what happens. Sometimes it's harder than others to see that causation or that causal link. But I do believe on some level, there's an energetic response to how we're thinking, feeling, and what we're doing and what we're saying. Especially the fact that I said it out loud to my mom. I just I just can't let it go. I just can't believe that it was a pure coincidence for being so specific. And it makes me rethink the other times in my life when I felt like it was just too weird. And I wonder if we can take that seemingly random element of manifestation 
and use it more intentionally and purposefully. Now, of course, how would we do that? Well, we'd have to, one, first become more sensitive to what's happening around us. Many of us, myself included, uh, will often write off the things that seem very obviously linked because coincidences seem too weird when compared with facts and when compared with figures and numbers and things that are concrete in the concrete world. Manifestation can seem too weird or too out of the box. And this is speaking from someone who is out of the box already, but I, I can't deny that they're happening. And I would like to encourage you to take this time to examine that in your life and to go back retroactively and look for places where coincidences happen and connect the dots for your, from your own stories. And then use that information, that logic, and the confidence that you can create, even sometimes unintentionally, because we're unintentionally manifesting things that are happening in our life. Or you could say unconsciously, because everything is intentional to a certain extent. If we're saying, thinking, or doing something that's creating a response, then it, there is an intention behind it, but it could be an unconscious or subconscious intention. But I want you to start thinking about that. And then think about how you can bring that into your conscious awareness. Now, of course, we do this through meditation, which I talk about all the time, but then consistent visualization. And one of the ways that I do this in my life, and it really applies directly to what I was saying with the Andre story, is I'll do what's called intentional living. I learned this from my friend, Chris Stoikos. He's also talked about this on the podcast with us. But basically, in my day-to-day, -day, I will call out the things I'm going to do to myself, and then I will do them in order to watch myself complete the thing that I just said I was going to do to affirm to myself that what I say you know, happens. What I think turns into an action and then what I act upon creates change in the world. And so what I'll do is I'll say, okay, let's say I want to go out for a run. I know it's going to be challenging. I will say out loud, I'm going to get up. I'm going to put on my shoes. I'm going to lace them up nicely. And I'm going to go outside and have a nice run. I'm going to enjoy it. And when I come back in, I'm going to get a nice big bowl of healthy fruit and drink a glass of water. And that's going to be very tasty. And I'll say those things out loud. Now, I know that sounds stupid and very descriptive and kind of unnecessary, honestly. But then I'll go and do it. And I will go and I'll put on my shoes. And I'm saying, I'm putting on my shoes. I'm tying them. They're nice and tight. And I'll leave the door and I'll start running. And I'll go for a mile or whatever. And as I'm running, because I told myself I was going to enjoy it, I'll say, I'm really enjoying this run. And I'll smile. Now, you know, if you frown, it automatically affects your emotions. Like if you frown and you're not feeling good, you tighten your face, you scrunch up, it actually affects your emotions. If you smile, it also affects your emotions. It actually makes you happy when you smile. And so I will smile and I'll say, I'm really enjoying this run. And it'll actually make me enjoy it more. Then I'll come back and I'll say, whew, that was a good run. I'm going to go upstairs and get my fruit now. And I, then I go upstairs and I make a big bowl of natural fruit, if that's what I want to do, and drink some water and say, this is delicious. And I literally say it, I think it, I say it, and then I do it. And that is the action of me manually manifesting. People will call it manual manifestation because what you think, you automatically, within, within minutes, go and do that. And it proves to yourself that what you can do, what you can say and think happens. And that is a way, I think, where we can tap into that immediate effect of manifestation that oftentimes we are doing subconsciously through the intentions and through the things we put out in the world, the energy we put out in the world, uh, we can see it in real time just by consciously taking manual control of it. And I, I think that, you know, God works in mysterious ways, the universe works in mysterious ways, and we'll probably never 100% understand how these types of uh, coincidences happen and when and where they start and stop and how we can actually like really manifest on command. I think that there's usually a lag between what we want to create and the creation of that in the physical world because the essence of the physical world is a bit slower. The bandwidth is a bit slower. Energy moves slower in 3D than it does in 4 and 5D. I don't even want to go into that today because I don't know much about 4 and 5D. I only know what I've read. But I will say that I think this is a, a variable path for you to 
uh, channel your energy into things that you want to see created and be more aware of the coincidences that are happening. That's what I'll close with. It's not just about you doing the exercise to create things right now. It's also becoming aware enough and sensitive enough to your environment and yourself to see the coincidences, the miracles, and the um, the manifestation around you that's already happening as a result of what you're thinking, saying, and doing. And when you become more sensitive to the fact that what I say is causing these things to happen in the world, you'll realize that everything you think, say, and do is creating everything around you. And you'll probably forget that every single day as well, but I'm here to remind you. Okay, that's it. That's your Motivation Monday. Go out and get it and know that whatever you're doing today is coming first in your mind, then through your heart, then through your mouth, and then out into the world. And you're creating that and you're making it happen. So put all good things into that effort. And uh, I know that I'll see you uh, at the top. So the water is warm. The tide is rising. Let's get ready to jump on in and surf this new wave. Daniel 